0: This Gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. put our hearts together just to celebrate this wonderful God who has given us access to His presence. We give Him honor, we give Him glory and praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for access. Hallelujah. Your word says, there's no one that will come unto me in which I will no wise cast away. We've come today, Lord. Please meet with us as individuals. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our situations. Make us instruments of your blessing to our communities. Let your name alone be glorified. We hand over, Lord, these next few minutes to your capable hands that by your spirit and by your spirit only, all our hearts shall be warmed towards you. And when we are living here, our mouth shall be filled with praise in assurance that our lives will never remain the same. We give you worship, honor, and praise. Jesus' marvelous name, we pray. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please be seated. It's nice to have every one of us once again. Pray that the word of the Lord will have great impact in our lives in Jesus' name. Please turn with me to John chapter 17. And I read verses 17 through to verse 24. John 17, 17 through to verse 24. It says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me, and I in you. That they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you have sent me, verse 22. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are. I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me, verse 24. Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am. That they may behold my glory which you have given me. For you love me before the foundation of the world. May the Lord bless the reading and hearing of his word in Jesus' name. In Colossians chapter 1, and I read verse 27. Colossians 1, 27, it says, to them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Praise the name of the Lord. Before we return to verse 22 of John 17, which will be my main point of sharing with you today. i just like us to take note that there are spiritual words that do not mean exactly the same thing in the physical. Um, I don't want to call them coded language, but the way and the workings of God is such that Some words, spiritually, they mean a lot more than they tend to mean physically. And one of those words is glory. You know, spiritually speaking, when they say glory, there's so much in it, more than just the definition of the word glory. You can define glory, uh, the kabod or the dogza, if you want to use the Greek word. But spiritually speaking, there are more inside that word than we can imagine. And so, it's important for a person not to just only understand what the Bible is saying, that is the logos, but you must also know the rhema, the spirit and the depth of understanding of such words. And so, Jesus Christ, our Lord, was using the word glory in that place, not along the same line in which we will use the word glory, and it's not just for teaching. For instance, he try to present unto us what I believe are the two main meanings of the glory or the the two main aspects of glory. Number one is beauty. Number two is power or influence. And so, humanly speaking, when you talk of glory, that's exactly what we're talking about. And when you look at those two things, both beauty and power, they are the things that physically speaking, we all seek after. You agree with me? Beauty, everybody wants to be beautiful. That's why the beauty industry is making a lot of money. Right from, I don't want to be too explicit, you know what I mean. Right from the crown of our head, put it that way, to the sole of our feet. And I dare not call anybody forward to just use an example, I dare not. I wish I could. And say right from top of your head to the sole of your feet, let us see how many things that the beauticians and the beauty industry have made money out of. You're on the same page with me. And so beauty is what all human beings are saying. So when the Bible talks of glory, it's it's not just a spiritual jargon. It's talking about the essence. Look, the spiritual and the physical, they are parallel. And so whatever you see people are craving for physically, please, I beg you, look at it carefully. That is what also the Spirit of the Lord is asking you to crave for spiritually. Of course, it can be corrupted. Joy is a good example. Everybody's looking for happiness. You agree with me? And Jesus Christ came so that you may have what? Joy. Tell me, who in the world is not looking for love? Even though many at times they misunderstood loss our passion and, you know, ungodly love for love. But of course, God is love. Of course, the other thing human beings are looking for is influence or power. Everybody's looking for power. A sister spoke to me a few years back. He said, Pastor, it's all about power. And you won't believe it. I mean, we're just having the normal conversation within the church setting, and he said, It's all about power. And is all about power. The father is looking for power, the husband is looking for power, the wife is looking for power, the children are even looking for power, which we now call rights. And there's a whole court that has been set aside for just take care of power. They call it the European Court of Human Rights. And so human beings, is, is nothing, God is not shocked by the fact that we are looking for power. He's not shocked by the fact that we are looking for beauty because he himself has made provision for those things and it's only for us to key into what he's made provision for. You know, do you know... <laughs> When I was just, you know, thinking about this, I, I, I saw the Lord. I thought, Jesus, why did you give us the long, lost prayer? Our Father, we are to hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, and he listed all the things we wanted. Do you know how he ended it? Just to tell you this all about power and this beauty we're talking about, he said, to you be the glory and the, all that I require, my food, my sustenance, my health, my ability to live right by forgiving, I can't do them because if I don't key into you the source of what? Power and glory is going to amount to nothing. Brethren, it's all about beauty and power. And so when the Lord is talking to us about, about glory, and I know that's what he said, then let's now quickly go before I explain a little bit more into depth what this glory is all about. He says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may just that they may be one just as we are one. The question we ask is that, has he given us the glory? If he has given us the glory, where is the glory? And so that's what I will spend some time to talk to you about this afternoon. But before we do that, let's look a little bit more what glory means, biblically speaking and spiritually speaking. Number one, and it's nothing particularly deep I'm talking about, just simple understanding. Glory, as we understand it, means carriage. Courage, how a person carries himself or how you work, how you move, is part of what we call glory. Jesus Christ our Lord manifests a lot of physical courage. Another courage, I will have two main sections under it. Just to give us a deeper understanding so that we shall know what we shall be seeking for. Does that make sense to somebody? Jesus Christ our Lord had a lot of physical courage. Not because he was tall, not because he was ripping with muscles or whatever, but when he entered into a room, there's something that shows that somebody has entered. There was a time when the disciples, they were all scattered, they were worried, what's going to be the future of the church? The master has died now. He said he will rise again. Day three, we are not even sure if he's going to rise. And the Bible said, after he rose from the dead, he entered the room, and there was such a physical presence that Peter shouted, In John chapter 21, I think verse 7, that Peter shouted. He said, oh, he's the master. You know what that means? He entered into the room. There was something so tangible, so real about him being there. You know what? May you have physical courage as well. You know, looking in this room now, if any popular person and popular does not necessarily mean in government but let's say in government walks into this room I'm sure a huge number of you will probably not listen to me any longer. I was on a plane one time and I was a very popular um comedian in Scotland the man with the goatee you know he was his name again eh huh? yes yes Bill Colony so we were on the same flight and um, you know, there was this little child. I took to the child, and I was playing with the child throughout um, on the plane. And immediately, we were about to disembark. The mother see Billy Connolly. Even me, I, if I, I ditched me immediately, went for Billy Connolly. Because <laughs> the man didn't give him a sight. But as human beings, but that, that means nothing to me. That should mean nothing to you. But I'm talking of a greater physical courage. That we should enter into a place, if the glory is resting, people should take notice. Oh, you don't think God has that plan for you? He does. He does. And it's not just so that you can have human influence, so that you can have influence for Jesus. So that we say the man of God has entered here. There are great people that God has raised all over the world. They have physical courage, just as the Lord has. You can have it as well. Another courage what's what I call spiritual courage. Physical courage is okay. Jesus had it. Anywhere he went, people just ran after him. Even before he did any miracle. Spiritual courage is that when you enter into a place, demons will know somebody has entered. Angels will know somebody has gotten in there. In Mark chapter 5, verses 1 to 20, the Lord Jesus Christ as far a distance, the man with so many demons saw him, and the demons were screaming. The time is come that you will enter into a room and demons will scream. Oh, you don't want that. Now that many of us will run away from demons, not ought to be. They're supposed to run when you enter. And that's the plan of God. That's what we call courage. You walk in with a spiritual swagger. You walk in, you don't have anything to fear. You know that Christ in you, Colossians chapter 1 verse 27, is the hope of... Because when Christ is in you, you will have that wonder that is beyond understanding. If you want to title the message, title it, God in us, the glorious wonder. Because how can God be an ordinary human being, and you're able to do mighty things for him? Another word that I can take out of glory is not just courage, it's presence. Presence. Presence means when you are somewhere, there will be some heaviness, some degree that someone is there. Let me start from, after the three that I identified as presence that you should have. Let me start from the commonest and the one you can easily identify with. May you have material presence. You don't understand me. Material presence. That is when you enter into a place, people will have a sigh of relief. That at least this challenge that we are facing will be dealt with. Do you know sometimes I receive some phone calls and it shall be from every one of you. I receive some phone calls and I know that these are guys I can turn to and I say, we need some resources to do some work in the house of the Lord. And I know them calling me, maybe God has put it in their heart or if I ask them, they will be able to go a long distance into what I'm looking for. That's what I call material presence. Oh, do, do you think Jesus had material presence or not? He did. John chapter 6. There was no food to eat. And they even cost the food that had to be eaten. They said if we are to have a year's wage, it will not buy just for a small percentage of people that were going to eat. Jesus didn't need money. And do you know true worth? True worth is not money. True worth is having what you need when you need it. You agree with me? Whichever means you can get it. He had material presence. And they didn't go hungry on that day. He had intellectual presence. Intellectual presence, which is also inside glory. You're understanding the dynamics of glory right now. Is it clearer to you? He had intellectual presence. (laughs) They were asking him questions, trying to trip him up. Jesus Christ, our Lord, just said, you're joking. And the Bible said after that time, they did not bother to ask him questions anymore because every question he was asked, he answered with distinction. I pray that when the world is looking for solution, they will find it amongst us here. And in the larger church, they will find it. Intellectual presence. Don't glamorize under any condition. Ignorance. Some parts of the world, they are glamorizing ignorance. Now, Where are they supposed to know? In actual fact, the more ignorant you are, the better they think it is. And they start going down. It's a matter of time. Don't glamorize ignorance. God is a God of knowledge. He said, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. He said, because they decided not to know, he said, he himself has decided to let go of them. Knowledge is power. Some parts of the world, they were saying that they don't want people that, uh, you know, you want to elect a president who can just, you know, your, your criteria is canima is, can you have a man have a beer with you, a pint of beer? I said, Well, you should not struggle at all. Come to my city here. There are plenty of people. <laughs> uh, come in the evening, you will see plenty. If you want such as president, why why you say the bar so low? May the Lord give us intellectual glory in this house. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying? It might be in degrees, you might say degree, yes, it might not be. But intellectual glory is ability to think things through where people are looking for solution. Remember, he said, I'll give them the glory. We'll come to that in a minute. Under presence again is what I call emotional presence. Some people, when they enter into a place, every heaviness of heart will disappear. Some, they enter into a place, heaviness of heart enters. That's one thing I've always checked myself. I said, anywhere I enter, let there be laughter. I don't even need to crack jokes. If I some people they will be cracking jokes, I will be sad. It's a spiritual thing. It is a glory that the person carries. I went for a meeting and a wonderful meeting. Even in the midst of talking serious things, joy was flowing in the place. That's what I call what? Emotional glory, emotional presence. And finally, the word influence is very important. It's another word you can use for glory. Hallelujah. Influence. I you should be able to influence the people. And this influence one was a very good one for me. In Luke chapter 5 verse 11, if you are taking notes, Luke chapter 5 verse 11. Luke chapter five verse twenty eight, Luke chapter nine verse eleven. If you written all of them upstairs, we we'll put them on the screen one after another. Luke five eleven, Luke five twenty eight, and Luke chapter nine verse eleven. The first one, Luke five eleven. Shall we read together, please? One to go. Brought their boats to land. They forsook all and uh, let's take the next one. Luke five twenty eight, please. So he left all, rose up and. Uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 11. Let's look at that. What does it say? But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him, and he received them, and spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and healed those who had need of... What was the word, operative words there? May you have people will follow you some people they are working alone their lives are so at least let's put it this way may we have people of substance to follow you as well mm. and follow you because they found something good in you that's our lord he had influence and these people they were not just they left all you know many are times when people are talking of others they said you know if, you, if, you, if people have not got following, you know, they start slamming people with following. And they start thinking they are using some things that are not straightforward to draw them. Not usually so. A person of good character, you have good following. Everybody wants good people around. A person who encourages you so that you have good following. A person who, when you are around them, they lift you up, not put you down. A person who adds value to you, they will, they, you will follow them. Then a person who is able to give you what you can never work for on your own, usually you will leave all to follow. That's how to follow Jesus. Or that's how Jesus got us to follow him. Now all these things that I spent in the last 10 minutes or so talking about, they are just a tip of the iceberg of what glory is. Is glory getting clearer to you now? Is it getting clearer to you now? Now are you desirous of that kind of glory? Are you looking for it? Because when Jesus Christ said, "The glory we the Father has given, I've given unto them," it did not expand; it. it was a spiritual speak. It was a word from the heavens. And so, when you are walking down the street, and when you are saying, "Lord, let Your glory come," and by the way, <laughs> I, I will come to that in a minute. By the way, when and thank you for those songs that were heavenly chosen. I came in at the time when you were talking. At I will do anything to do what for Your glory. I will do anything for your glory. If you understand glory, your prayer point will not even be so broken down. It will be prayed in chunks of Lord send your glory. And deep within you, there's an interpretation of what that glory is. And when there's a manifestation, people will be wondering. May you learn how to pray in codes. You know, David was expert in praying in codes. He will say, lift up my head. You are just thinking lifting up head like that. The man was talking a lot more. That is, wherever I go, I will not bow in shame. Wherever I go, I will not be the one unnecessarily bowing down for people out of compulsion. If I bow down, I bow down because I choose to respect you. Now some people, when you enter into a room, automatically you have no choice but to bow your head. But not that kind of bind the Lord is looking for. He said, that's why he said you should humble yourself, not that people should make you to be humble. That's a word of difference. And so there's a lot of spiritual speak in the Bible. So this week, by the special grace of God, that's where I'm coming to. On Wednesday, we shall have what I call a fire and glory meeting. We will pray. If you want, if you can't do it, come fasting on that day. I have an assurance of the Lord that all these things we talk about are more because there's only one purpose for all this glory, so that the world may know. That's all. So that the world may, and there's no way the world may know. Please listen to me and listen carefully. The time that we are in now is very, very dark. Is very, very dark. You might not say, you might think that it's not on our doorstep yet. But believe you me, in bits and pieces, it's infiltrated. London is such a difficult place. Now, with all the bloodshed of young people that is going on there, it's such a bad thing. They say they've never had it so bad. But thank God for Jesus. When the glory comes, it will push back the darkness. And you know what? The topic that I thought the Lord wanted me to speak to you today, the tide is turning. And you can pocket that as part of it. I believe the tide is turning. But for the tide to fully turn, tide, when you say the tide turns, that, that is something flows this way and is now flowing the other way. It's been going dark and darker and darker. All kinds of things we are hearing about the audacity of people that ought not to even have the ability to speak at all. Various precious group and interest group. Behaviors and attitudes that people were ashamed of just 20 years ago. They are now in the open. Religious affiliations that people don't, when I was, was growing up, people don't even have the confidence to say they belong to some religious affiliations. They are now trying to lead the way. Things are going darker and darker. But it takes the glory of God to turn it back. Is somebody listening unto me? So that's the extent of glory I'm talking about. And that's why he confidently mentioned to us in Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine. For what? For your light has come. What has risen upon you? And then he continued by verse 4. I was talking now that the Gentiles shall come to your light. There's no way this city, this nation, there's no way your children, there's no way yourself will not be sucked into the darkness except the glory of the Lord shines. The glory is that power. Two things in glory, beauty and power. And the power is available to push everything back. It will push it back for us. And then we shall rise again. I'm not absorbing you of the responsibility for your life. I'm not absorbing of responsibility for the way you live or you don't live. But I can tell you something for sure. Any environment or atmosphere you live, it has an impact upon you. I hope you know that. I repeat myself. Any environment you are, no matter who you are, Every atmosphere you are That's why Jesus Christ, our Lord, boasted that one day. He said, as long as I'm in the world, and the light of the world. I didn't know, I don't know what he was feeling at that time. He said, darkness, go back, I'm the light. There's a pressure on each and every one of you. You may not know it. Don't distance yourself from what you think is outside there that is not going right. It's a matter of time it can knock on your door. Why do you think people are choosing wrong lifestyles? They never thought of it before. Do you think they just woke up one day? No, no, no. It's not because they fat, Because there's a spirit in the air that can turn your heart that you think is okay now. I'm mean, just asking you to even pray, even for your own sake now. You stay too long, gone directly. I told you before. I walked in the place before. They kept playing this uh, G- Galaga's music day and night, day and night. I found myself going back home. I was singing it on the train. I said, Lord, have mercy. It has entered to me. Anywhere you are, we are all susceptible. May the Lord deliver us. Are you hearing me? May the Lord deliver our children. So with all this darkness around, we have only one way out. That way out is nothing but the glory of God. And that glory will descend in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We shall not be sucked in. In the next 10-15 minutes... Let me now just quickly go to verse 22 of John chapter 17. And the glory which you gave me, I have given them that they may be one just as we are one. He said, I have given them the glory. And earlier in that place, Jesus Christ our Lord said, uh, and now... Father, glory. Where he said, "I pray not for this one. I just want you to be there. Uh, I pray for those who will believe in my word through them." No, where are they? Okay, verse twenty. It says, "And for their start from verse nineteen. For me, please, John 17, 19. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth." Amen. I do not pray for these alone but also for those who will believe in me through their word. Who was he talking about? Us. You agree with me? At that time, it's about the most important prayer in the Bible for your formation. So please, I would advise to go back and read it from the beginning until the end of chapter 17. So, Jesus Christ was praying this prayer, sanctify them with their truth, that word is truth. Uh, Lord, let them have the, the glory that you give me, I give it. And said, Lord, I'm also praying that they will see me in my glory, two levels of that prayer. But leave that a, a, for a moment. So, Jesus Christ was saying that this prayer that I'm praying and these statements that I'm making, I'm not making it just on behalf of these ones, I'm making it on behalf of those who will also. And that's the most profound prayer anybody could pray. I mean, Jesus was praying, I don't know how many generations of believers down the line. Come on, what, what a prayer! What a prayer. I mean, it was not just praying for, I don't know the depth of how you believed, but if you can start counting from Peter to now, that's quite some distance. And one after another, it's been happening, it's been happening. Now, let's now say it's now over unto you now. he then says that the glory that you have given me, I have given them. So, Jesus is saying he has given you the glory which the Father gave him. You agree with me? So, okay, so what are we going to pray about then? If he's giving us the glory. So why, why are we not seeing the glory? If the glory is there, it's giving us. So, but there needs to be at the outworking of that glory. We need to see that glory. We need. I need to have that courage. I need to have that influence. I don't need to be worried that you know some other religion and some, some of the insult that we are getting from all sorts of groups that the Church of Jesus Christ we are buying our head. I mean, we are in a situation in which, if we are to meet every day of the week for one month, just praying that the tide will turn fully, we, we will not have done anything extraordinary. We will not. I hope you are aware of how dark things are. Sorry, i have not come to alarm you today. I've come to tell you a message of hope. In fact, the Lord was telling me, tell them hope, tell them hope, tell, because he knew that I would get to a point in which I start painting this picture for you, even though I was not thinking of painting the picture, but it is dire. Thank God. Colossians 1:27. And we will memorize that before we go home today. New King James Version. The Sunday school teacher is coming out now. Colossians 1.27. Let's read together. once want to go. What are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles? Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. You can break that into like two or three. That will be helpful. So we repeat the first part with me. To them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We read one more time, and we go to take it off the screen, and then we read it once. You go to them, God, to make known what are the riches of the glory. Of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is. Take it off the screen. Who wants to try? Is it too quick? Anybody? Want to go? Anybody? All right. To so them, God willed. Good. Yes. Good. Which is. Oh, did they put it up upstairs? We know it already. Oh, we are reading it. We are both looking and reading. All right, let's take it one more time. We must know the scripture, brethren. Want to go there, Some of you are looking, some of you are looking back. Look forward. <laughs> because they, they, they've cleverly put the screen there for me so I could help you. Okay, want to go? We read. Today, God willed. Mm-hmm. Among the Gentiles. (laughs) Uh, All right, all right, all right. Scripture, we must know. So, take it off the screen, leave it there, and I will read. Nobody looks back. You look back, you alone will recite it five times here, all right? So, say after me, to them God willed. To make known. What are the riches of the glory. Start again to them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory. When I take that together. I want to go to them, God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory. One more time, to them, God make known. All right, so we continue now. So we start from the beginning. To them, God willed. To make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles. Of this mystery among the Gentiles. Want to go? Of this mystery among the Gentiles. Let's start together. To them, God willed to make known good mystery among the Gentiles. Let's clap for ourselves. Half a clap. We don't say we use only two fingers, okay? All right, now, so we finish. The latter part is easy, isn't it? Which is? Which is? Which is? So we start from the beginning. One to go. To them, God willed to make known all the riches of the glory among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Colossians chapter 1. Verse 27 to cap it, and finally, this column. Shall we please read one to go? All right, score them. The rest of you, if you score them, if you don't score them, they will score you well. Okay, next column, one to go to them. What are the riches, the glory? I like the way you do, which is Christ to you, FF, Fortissimo. All right, the next column, very quickly. All right, we will spare you. Okay, everybody together now. Or right, I want to go to them. God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, and that is what is all predicated on Christ in us, the hope of glory. He is already in you, Amen. And you can have that carriage, Amen. You can have that presence, amen. Amen. You can have that influence, amen. Amen. But why am I not having it? Very simple reason. There's a process. It is stepwise. In actual fact, I discovered that when God was making the heaven and earth, it was not until down in chapter, where was that? So that I don't spend too much time. I think down in chapter 31 of Genesis chapter 1, that he said everything was very beautiful he started by and the first day he said everything was good you remember second day day at night and day he created he said everything he made was good then by the time he created human beings which was the crown of the glory of God you remember what did he say everything he made was genesis chapter 1 you not giving me hallelujah so it's a process amen And so, I tell you the three steps of the process or three phases of the manifestation of the glory of God very quickly, and then we will pray. I hope you are looking forward to seeing your life being full of God's glory. I hope you are excited that God has placed it in you already. And I hope you believe that there shall be a manifestation of it as well. There's no reason why any one of us should live a suboptimal life. It's not allowed. You agree with me? It's not allowed. It's not allowed. So, that is what was. Step wisely, it was increased, And there are three phases to it. Number one, there must be a command or a voice in heaven that the glory must come. You receive nothing. He said, there is nothing that anyone has that he has not received from above. All good and perfect gift that comes from above, from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness, neither any Shadow of Tony. James chapter 1 verse 17. So it is very, very paramount for you to know that God has to release the word first on your behalf. And thank God we have passed that stage. You agree with me? God has sent his word already. We don't need to wait for it anymore. Amen. And so when you are praying, you must also pray along that line, Lord, you have given me your glory. The word is out. The word is out. Number two is that the, not just the third heaven or from the throne of God, even the spiritual realm must also be made to conform unto the fact that the glory has come. And part of the spiritual realm are the spiritual ambience of our communities. And so it is now for you to walk your street. It's now for you to now walk your neighborhood and say, the glory of God must be here. Because if it is not here... I may myself not be able to step fully into what God has called me to do. Don't live in a dark environment, spiritually dark environment. I beg of you, do all within your power. Then number three, quickly, is that it must then come and rest upon you. Amen. And all these things, they take time. There must be activities in heaven, there must be activities on earth, and there must be activity in you. And that final activity that must take place in you is where the Lord will now start the process even at a faster rate from today. No longer sluggish move on to the full manifestation of your glory. You will manifest for the world. The world will see the church again. I don't know about you. If you don't have passion for the things of your heavenly father, I don't know whether you belong to him. There's no one that wants to see his father's house derelict even if we don't have money, you just prop something there. It's a shame on the children. Usually it's not a shame on the father that is past. Thank God, God is in heaven and he lives forever. But Jesus was here as a physical person. The glory is ours if the church is doing well. Because we are the one that we are the custodians now. In the times of Peter, they bask in that glory because the church was moving forward. In the times of the apostolic fathers, the church was doing well. How is it will the church die in your own time? Oh, you don't think there's a threat? The threat is not going to happen. I know that because, say, we build this church. But there can be so much darkness that the generation we pass, another generation we have to replace them before there's anything that's called revival. I carried that pain. and, And I said, Lord, thank God for that, your music, that I will do anything. And you know what? I've been trying to do some things before. I will even rack it up more. I will step up more to just see that the glory of the Lord will come. And everything that has been a struggle for us, personal struggle, physical struggle, material struggle, above us, spiritual struggle, they will cease in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. But please be prepared to pay the price. Amen. He has done it already. You will step into it. You will not be left out. We shall not be left out. If anybody's be telling you there's a shortcut, tell them they're lying. Tell them today they're lying. There's no shortcut. I've tried it. Believe you me. I've tried it as a student in the secular things. I decided to slack in my studies. I didn't get good marks. No matter how clever a child is, Have you noticed that the cleverest they are usually the ones that are most organized in their study. Not necessarily working hardest. They know what they are doing. Thank God in my work life, I never slacked. So maybe I've learned my lesson in school. But since I've been in the ministry, if you've given me the chance, everybody will like to slack. But the results will always show that the person is slacking. It will show, don't deceive yourself. I never say God is partial. I've known Him. If you know what people are doing underground to get the blessing and the favor of God, you will wake up out of your slumber. As I'm encouraging you, I'm challenging you. I tell you one more time: there are no shortcuts. You've heard that there's no free lunch before. There's no free lunch. Jesus has prayed; He's given you the glory. The outworking of that glory is in your hand. Will you work it? Are you sure you will work it? And it's very simple to walk. Believe in Him. Believe in Him with all your heart. Humble yourself under His mighty hand. Throw yourself into His hand. When it's time for you to pray, pray. When it's time for you to fast, fast. When it's time for you to obey His voice, obey His voice. And you'll be surprised that that glory will manifest. Rise on your feet with me and let us pray. I'm not going to dictate any prayer I point to you. You're going to look for all these things we mentioned. You will pray for yourself. Remember, 20 years thereabouts, I have the incredible honor of being sent here by my Lord and my Savior Jesus Christ. And out of the many themes he's been given us since he's been doing that, as no year has mentioned <clears throat> a theme along the line for this year. What has the Lord called this year? A year of wonders. And let it not pass. I will not let it pass until I see wonders in my life. You will see wonders in your life. For the glory of God is the greatest manifestation of his wonder. Why don't you spend a few moments and just cry unto him. Lord, help me. Help me, Lord. Let my work not depend upon human abilities. Make me to excel. Let your glory be seen in every area and department of my life. I will encourage us to pray. So, if you can pray in the spirit, tends sometimes to we'll pray in the spirit. The Bible is saying that you should tear yourself up, build up yourself in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Just cry unto Him this afternoon. Whatever you have heard and has ministered unto you, plead with the Father that it will be a turn around for each and every one of us. I've not come to tell us some high-sounding theological thing. It's all built on the word of God. That his desire is that we shall all, we shall all be manifestations of his glory. That we shall not slack, we shall not be weak, we shall not faint, we shall be strong in the Lord. We shall be strong in the power of his might. That nothing in us will fall short of the expectation of our God. If you are struggling with any part of your life that you know you have walked away from the Lord, turn back to him now. Nothing robs of us glory more than sin and iniquity. Nothing robs us of glory more than being disobedient unto his will. Just lay your heart, lay your life before him and say, Lord, wash me, cleanse me. You know where I am. You know why the glory is not manifesting. You know my disobedience. You know all the things I say behind. You know all the arguments and all the wrong things I've done. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Your glory must show through me. Lift up your heart. Cry unto him. He hears when we call. He turns around when we hold tight unto him. In your physical body, you will experience the presence of the Lord. In your spiritual life, you will experience the presence of the Lord. The glory will descend. The glory will come. Send down your glory, O God. Let that glory that you have given unto us begin to manifest, O God. Let every hindrance in the spiritual atmosphere, let them be removed. May we step into that wonderful glory that you have planned and prepared for each and every one of us. Show yourself strong, O God take a few more moments be expressive in your prayer don't mind who is to your left or to your right you are the one that you know what you are crying for because I know the hand of the Lord is not short that he cannot heal the hair of the Lord is not heavy that he cannot hear he is here to hear you and to stretch his hand unto you and heal that deficiency And heal that thing that needs the special touch of God. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' marvelous name, we have prayed. Before I pray for you, the Lord sent a word to us last week towards one of our leaders. very, you know, um, precise revelation. You know that, God, that's why I said Wednesday shall be fire and glory that the Lord sent his fire into the church like the day of Pentecost and I'm sure you're going to say hallelujah to that but before you say your full hallelujah the part of it that was a little bit concerning it could only rest on a few heads it could only rest on a few heads and the few heads it rested upon could be counted on the hand, the fingers of the hand and that makes the heart to bleed we will pray that anything and everything over your life and my life, that will not allow the fire of the Holy Spirit to rest shall be removed today. Amen. That the heavens will be opened upon you as an individual. Just lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voices and pray. Lord, let your fire rest upon me. Let your fire rest upon me. Pray for yourself specifically. Any and every hindrance that will not allow the fire to rest, let it be removed right now in the name of Jesus. And don't be presumptuous. Ah, if the fire is resting on two people, I'll be one of them. Don't be presumptuous. Just pray for yourself. God possibly did not give us the names or the faces of those he rested upon so that nobody will be so full of himself or herself pray for yourself. Just even assume that amongst the few that it rested upon, assume that you are not there. And it sees that that fire will rest upon you. That the Lord has sent the fire. That glad is my heart. That this place is not out of pan for the Holy Spirit. That this place is not a place where God has not gotten. in. In actual fact, it is poor than his fire. In actual fact, it is poor than his glory. The question is that who will receive it? Who will receive it? Who Who will be too busy? Chasing after some other things instead of chasing after the glory. Who will be too busy? No, just be so self-sufficient and so self-righteous that he will miss out or she will miss out on the fire. Cry unto him with all passion and all desire. And the Lord God Almighty will make sure that no head will escape that fire when he returns again. We don't know when, maybe even today before we close, He will pour that fire again. Your head will receive the fire. My head will receive all our heads. We receive that fire of the Holy Spirit. And we shall be witnesses for Him. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father Lord. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. I say one more time, the tide is turning. The tide is turning for you in the name of the Lord Jesus. The tide is turning for us in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Lord laid on my heart. Please listen carefully. From now onwards, give adequate time unto two things praise and service. Serve the Lord. Find a place. It might not be an open ministry, it might be commit yourself to intercession or preferably it might be something that you know you can do through the you know various departments in the church commit yourself to something and also give praise unto him god does not release gifts that will not be used the anointing doesn't fall on head that is not connected to a hand that will work That's why when we anoint people, we don't anoint people by speaking. We anoint people by laying hand. That is this hand that is laid upon you has been working, you to go and work, and as you do that, the name of the Lord shall be glorified. Father, we thank you. We turn ourselves and we yield ourselves totally and completely to you. Which God is as good as you? Who? desires above all things to give us your own glory all other gods they keep their glories to themselves and they leave their people falling after them no and just be so distant but our own god has been one who decides to live in us christ in us the hope of glory so lord today i pray on behalf of every one of these your children as we enter this new week today, the middle of the month of April, this very month when we celebrated or remembered your resurrection, let the glory that came upon the apostles in those days, make them to have courage, make them to have presence, make them to have influence. Let that glory come upon each and every one of us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let every spiritual famine hand today. Catapult us into that place of glory. As we look forward into this new week, oh God, beginning from today. And expecting that on Wednesday as we gather together for the fire and glory meeting. Let truly and indeed this be the tide we finally turn. And turn permanently in our favor in the name of the Lord Jesus. Stretch your hand unto your people, my Father. Bless them yourself. Let every form of struggle, useless struggle, more often than not, let it end right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. As many as are distracted, distracted by situation and circumstances, turn them back unto yourself. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Heal us and we shall be healed. Save us and we shall be saved. Restore us and we shall be restored in the name of the Lord Jesus. And we will return all the honor and glory to you. Thank you, God of all glory. To you alone shall praise and majesty be given. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.